you're listening to the Way Community Church Lakeland podcast, where our mission is to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus Christ, that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope this message from our weekend service encourages you in your walk with the Lord. And now, here's the message. People that want to look, live, act, talk like Jesus. They want to grow they want to know, they want to teach, and they want to learn like Jesus. And, uh, but the vision of our church is to know God, to find freedom, to discover purpose, and make a difference. And last week we talked about uh, knowing God. And, and man, we, it was a, a brutal uh, time last week. We are talking about knowing God through the, 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 the power of, of marriage and uh, a message I've never done before. Today, we are talking about finding freedom, which is why I'm wearing these goofy-looking chains that you see. Uh, why, Pastor Tim, are you wearing chains, you ask? I think um, as goofy as it looks on me, it looks on you. I wasn't meant to wear chains. Neither are you. Amen. Let me just make sure that you understand the reality behind that. Neither are you. Would you all stand to your feet with me for the reading of God's word this morning? Oh, man. Here's a doozy. John chapter 8, verse 12. Or nope, I'm just kidding, verse 31. Glad I saw that. To the Jews who had believed, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth. Everyone say it with me. And the truth shall set you free. They answered him and said, we are Abraham's descendants. We've never been slaves of of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied to them, I tell you the truth, that everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free then you will be free indeed. Man, if that's not a prophetic word, let's pray. Jesus, help. Amen. Y'all can have a seat. Today, I, I want to make sure you know the difference. Last week, we talked about knowing God. And when I, when I, know, when I, talk, when I think about knowing God, I think about the reality of like, salvation, like coming to know him, that he is Lord, he is God. And in a moment when we accept Christ into our life and as lordship, we become sons and daughters. It's a beautiful thing. The scripture would refer to that as justification. In a moment when you recognize that Jesus is the Lord of your life, you're forever changed and washed clean of your sin. But there's also some other things that happen in Scripture, like, like, like this concept of sanctification. We're in a moment, we're made right with God, but there's a process that takes place that could take years and years and years of undoing in our life that is crazy difficult. As a pastor, I walk with people on a daily basis, people that love the Lord and yet find themselves slaves. Now, we don't say it out loud, but... Really, we are in some sort of stuckness that Christ hasn't called you to. Let me take you to Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, just really quick. It says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. 
Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Did you hear that? He set you free so that you would know freedom. I think of William Wallace. Freedom. Like, like I want you to know freedom, not know that about it or that it would be a good idea. Christ set you free so that you'd be free. Don't, don't yet sign up for bondage. So something happened in Israel when God called his sons and daughters out of Egypt. They were slaves. For hundreds of years, the people of God were slaves. And he called them to know his delivering power. And he set them free. Yet it took them a long time to understand that they weren't slaves anymore. This happens oftentimes in the world we live in through adoption. There would be a little boy or a little girl that had been uh, orphaned their whole life, learning life on their own, and when they become adopted, there is a process to which they have to understand the culture now of a new home, of a new identity, of a new lifestyle. Yet they are part of the family, yet now we don't, you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to steal anymore. You don't have to, like, you're loved now. That You have a space to belong. And I think of the new mentality that we all must take on. There's a powerful scripture that I want you to understand. In, in the book of Hebrews, I don't know if I'm going to use this today. I think I'm feeling quite frisky today. I, this is a powerful sermon. The way we're going to end this message today is by asking anyone today that wants to come down and receive prayer to come. If you need freedom in your life today, we're going to define what that looks like here in just a little bit. We want you to come. And anyone here that doesn't need ministry will dismiss and you can leave. Uh, but we want to minister freedom into people's lives today. Does that make sense? I'm going to read you a powerful verse in Hebrews chapter 12. And in Hebrews chapter 12, the scripture is going to talk to us about everyone in, 11, in, the, in chapter 11, of all the people that have gone before us and have lived great lives of Christ-centered devotion, like Abraham and Isaac. And he talks about uh, Samson and all these people that did these wonderful things for the Lord. And in verse 11, it's going to pick up and say this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And he goes on to say this, in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of the shedding of blood. I love this, man, everything about it. I'm going to have my friend Grayson come up and tell you a quick science project that he's taken on in school that I got to listen to, and I thought it was important for you to hear this study that he, he's doing in his life right now. Hello, my name is Grayson, 
And recently, I did a science for a project about how playing video games while in pain affects the amount of pain that you feel. The way I did the experiment is I had different people put, place one of their feet in ice water and time them to see how long they could keep it in. Then I, ha I had those same people put their feet in ice water again, this time while playing a virtual reality video game where they were trying to hear objects flying at them in rhythm with a song. The first time they put their foot in water, they lasted eight seconds to five minutes before they couldn't stand it and had to take their foot out. The second time though, when they were playing video games, everyone I tested more than doubled the time they had their foot in the ice water and the average person in increased their time by 533%. So part of my conclusion was that the activity of the game helped keep them focused on the challenge and distracted them from their own pain. Thanks, bro. You're the man. Now, what some of you don't know about Grayson is that Grayson, his greatest fear is public speaking. Um, what I heard when he taught this earlier is that there are many of you that have a pain in your life that wasn't placed there by God. And you're finding little recipes Little ways to numb and dull the pain so that you can get through life longer. But the only real solution is to take your foot out of the ice. Like, what's hurting you? we got to stop doing it. When Christ called us to freedom, it wasn't so that we would continue to live in bondage. Do you see how stupid I look right now? I want you to understand, Christians weren't designed for anxiety or depression, or addiction. We weren't designed to wear chains. Yet there are things in our life that suffocate us and cause us to feel like we can't. X, Y, Z. And it bothers me. So when I read the verse from Hebrews about taking off everything, all the sin that so easily entangles us and run the race... I know that there are believers that love Jesus with all of their heart. But if you look at their life, they're not running after anything. They're not running after the call of God. They're not running to reach the lost. They're not running after Jesus. They're standing still because of the bondage that buys into them on the inside that says, you're stuck. So today I want to talk about freedom. Is it really possible that the Lord of your life can set you free? And if it's not, then what the heck are we doing here? I just don't want to play the game anymore. I don't want to play church. If he's my savior, I want him to save me. If he's my deliverer, I want him to deliver me. If he is my provider. I, I need him to provide for me. But I don't want to play the game as if like, like, why are we still in the same place with the same results, feeling all of these things on the inside and not tasting liberty? I prophesy over you today that it is for freedom's sake that Christ set you free. 
And we shouldn't continue on trying to do all this awkward nonsense. Now this sermon today, I'm wearing handcuffs and these aren't like trick handcuffs. They're actual real handcuffs. For those, so for those of you that think at one point today I'm going to like do this like, I'm not. <laughs> it's just, I just, I got this because I want you to see how funny I look. And so it is when someone walks into the house of God fully wearing depression. Because when you go to work tomorrow, you're the light of the world. And the light of the world doesn't, isn't gray. I don't want you to be in bondage. Like, I don't want you to go back to the addiction. So, so today I'm talking about what a stronghold is. What is a stronghold? I'm just going to go for it. Last week my pastor came from California. He goes, dude, you, I don't, you, your sermon was, was crazy. You know, you just went for it. You went right for everything that no one wants to talk about. Yep. That's what I want. I don't want to talk about anything other than what's really going on in our lives. So today we're talking about strongholds. They're not meant for you. They're not meant for me. The Bible uses this term to, te- to describe the harmful thought patterns, arrogant attitudes, and messages from the outside world that have left a lasting impression on Christians' minds and hearts. Over time, these beliefs can become strongholds in the spiritual realm that people need to destroy from using the truth of God's word. So what happens is when we become born again, is we become a new creation in Christ. Behold, all things are new. And what has to happen is the enemy has to lie to you to tell you that you should continue on being and doing the same way that you've been doing your whole life. But it wasn't meant for you to be that way. When you became adopted, you got a whole new life, a whole new spirit, a whole new mind. We don't go back to, to slavery again. But that is what happened to Israel in the, in, in the desert. They left Egypt and became free people. But when difficulty happened, they convinced themselves that maybe it would be easier if we just go back to slavery where we knew where our meals came from. Like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to, you're going to have to learn some things again and it's going to be difficult, but you have to retrain your brain now. Hmm. So what are some examples of, 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 of strongholds, symptoms that you may experience today? Well, these are ones that I've discovered. Fear, anxiety, shame, insecurity. These are things that are going to rob you of the places that God's calling you to go to. I love that when I said to Grayson, his literal, his number of, Grayson, stand up real quick. He, lo- he loves when I do this. Grayson, isn't it not true that the number one thing you're afraid of is pub- public speaking? And I asked him, hey, would you do this? And he said, uh. And he went home and I told his parents that I'm probably going to ask him to speak. And, and they said, you don't, you don't have to. And he said, no, I, I need to. I'm so proud of you, bro. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, sir. Fear, anxiety, shame, insecurity, unforgiveness, financial poverty. Some people believe that this is the way it's always going to be, and there's no other way out of it. So we talk ourselves into stuck. You are defining your life. 
as if you don't know the breaker of chains. Is he the provider? Some people are stuck in a rut of depression, reoccurring unbelief, habitual bad tempers, or addictions like pornography, or sexual addictions, or gambling, or things that just become like you can, you can get so far, you, you, this happens, and then you go three weeks, and you convince yourself that you don't have that addiction anymore, but something happens in emotion or difficult or you're tired and you find yourself now tripping back over that addiction. It's a stronghold. I, I heard this a long time ago. I always thought this was the, the most interesting thing ever. Elephants in, that belong in the circus, that, that live in the circus, they train them when they're babies by putting a chain around their ankle that they are slaves. As they get older, they just put a bigger shackle on. But... They think that because when they were a baby, they couldn't pull the spike out of the ground. That's holding them. That's chaining them. But as they're an adult, mature elephant, they could surely break just about anything. But they've convinced themselves that they know the feeling of the shackle. Therefore, they know what their, their limitation is. I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but you don't have to wear that shackle anymore. Where do, these, where do these strongholds come from then? Well, that's a good question. They come from unconfessed sin in your life? Open doors. It's important that you understand that like we confess sin and then he who is faithful forgives us and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So when I mess up, I tell folks. When I mess up in my marriage, when I mess up in my life, if my, my thought patterns are going sideways. Like you got to know, I'm going to make sure that that sin doesn't linger. I'm going to tell someone. So I'm cleansed. So I can shut the door to the enemy. Number two, that where, do these things, where do strongholds come from? They come from occult activity. There is darkness in the world. And we, some of you don't operate in the occult, but you watch it on television every day. I, me and my wife, we just have this belief that, like, we don't watch horror movies. I, I'm not against any of you that do. Uh, but I, the, the problem is, is that people enjoy fear. But then you don't know, you want to know why you're stuck in it. In the Garden of Eden, we were never designed to know what fear was. So why put it on? I don't want that nonsense. Uh, lies that you've just believed because that's the way it's always been. Like, I love that Peter understood when Jesus said, you can walk on water. Peter believed it. There are things that God's calling you to do that you'll never do if you don't learn that the Lord loves faith. He loves when we believe him above all things. Four is unforgiveness. Oh my, this is an ugly, ugly thing. Uh, we spoke about this in youth group this week. Unforgiveness is one of the ugliest sins in all of scripture. People have done some terrible things to you. So what? We've done some terrible things to Jesus. And he forgives us. 
And I'm sorry that people hurt you and let you down. Let me make sure you understand. I'm a really nice guy, but I'm going to hurt you and let you down. And you're going to have to choose whether you forgive me. Everyone in your life is going to hurt you and let you down. People want to get married one day so that their lives will be perfect. No, 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 no. They, they are, there is nobody that is not going to hurt you and let you down. We forgive everybody. It's a requirement of salvation. Jesus says, if you don't forgive, you will not be forgiven. The last is hereditary. Some people believe that you're poor because your parents were poor and everyone else was poor. Some people believe that alcohol just runs in my family. Some people, like, no, 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 no. I decided when I came to Christ that I was starting a whole new generation in my life. Like, I am a different. What my dad went through and all that, he was addicted to everything under the sun, and so was I. But when I came to Christ and I felt the power of conviction and I recognized what was good and what was evil, I ran to Jesus. And I said, I want you and not this other crap that keeps on like creating more shame and like filth and like, well, I don't want to wake up tomorrow. Like it feels good right now, but it does not feel good tomorrow. I don't want that in my life. I love when I worship Jesus, I don't have a hangover. So what do we do? You have to identify the lies in your life. Can you? Some of it starts by the power of the Holy Spirit where he just starts revealing that's not good. But, But where it really gets good is when you begin to love the word of God and the truth begins to identify things that you thought were okay. Because let me make sure you understand. You don't know truth. You don't know God. The word of God defines him so then we understand, like, I know my wife. Let me make sure you understand. I don't know my wife at all. You know what I mean? Like, like she tells me who she is, and then I'm like, oh, okay. Yep, 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 yep. He tells us who he is through his word. So let me make sure you understand. Second, is this, are you guys hearing this so far? Yeah. We're going to end with an altar call today. Because we believe that we want to see everyone in our church come to find freedom. We want you to know God and find freedom. We don't want you to just leave Egypt and slavery. We want you to experience the freedom that comes with being a believer. The joy that comes in the morning. On a Sunday morning. (laughs) I got dad jokes all the time. And in my head they're really funny. You know, but they're, they're just not... All right, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given you a spirit of fear. And God has not given you a spirit of depression or anxiety or lust. But of power and of love and of a sound mind. He wants you, Grayson, to be powerful. Not feel less than. He hasn't given you insecurity. But of love 
and a sound mind. And one of the things that I wanted to, 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 to make sure you guys know is like, like as he was talking about the foot in the ice and the VR thing, virtual reality for everyone that's like super old here and doesn't know. One of the things I want us all to catch our mind onto is a glimpse of your calling. Because if Jesus can despise the cross, or I'm sorry, if he can endure the cross because of the joy set before him, imagine if you had a vision. You know, the scripture says without vision, people perish. One of the reasons why we get stuck in these feelings is because we just don't have anything else to think of. I used to learn years ago that if I struggled with lust, I'm going to choose to think of Jesus on the cross. Man, it changed my thoughts so quickly. you got to learn how to retrain your brain. I don't want to think about that. I want to think about this. If, if, you, if, you have, if you think about pink elephants all the time, then the way to change that is to think about a green draft. I'm going to retrain my brain. I'm not going to go there. That's not truth. This is truth. So find scriptures in your life. I need you to replace the lies with truth. Put these scriptures on sticky notes all over your house, in your car, wherever you need to. Because you, you have to retrain your brain for what is good. Watch this. Second Peter says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory. He's given us all, everything by his own divine power. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 said this, For though we live in this world, we do not wage war as this world does. And I want to make sure you understand that just because you live in this world doesn't mean you act like everyone in this world. Doesn't mean you're called to all the same symptoms as everyone in this world. He made us different. For the weapons that we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power for demol to demolish strongholds. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. The weapons that we fight with are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, for destroying strongholds in our life. And they have the power to demolish strongholds in your life. In my life, I had to choose whether I was going to be anointed or if I was going to watch church. You can watch others be anointed or you can recognize Isaiah 61 that the spirit of the Lord is upon you and he has anointed you to preach the gospel. He's anointed you to proclaim liberty to those that are captive. But you can't declare liberty if you don't know it. And so I prophesy over you. It is for freedom's sake that he set us free. It's not a dead religion. It's a Savior who is alive and resurrected. And His Spirit is here among us today. Lord, this only works if you come. The very next verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 
after that we have the divine power to demolish strongholds, says that we capture our rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Did you hear that? So when you start feeling like you're married to someone who's always going to be the same way, stop that nonsense. Capture that thought and teach it to obey Christ. You can speak to the brokenness in someone or you can speak to who God is calling them to be. You choose. But just know that's not your spouse. Two have been made one. So that's you. You're looking. That's you who you're condemning when you're telling that other person that they're always going to be that way. Capture that thought of lust and teach it to obey Christ. So I'm not looking at a beautiful girl or a beautiful man. I'm looking at my sister or, or brother in Christ. You teach that thought to obey Jesus. I'm looking at someone who needs the Lord, who isn't someone that I'm trying to take something from, but someone I need to give something to. You teach that thought to obey Christ. Oh, I always feel anxiety when I come into a room around people. There are some folks that I, I love, that I love, that I love, that still haven't come back to church yet because of COVID. You can stay a prisoner as long as you want, but Christ, if he set you free, then take the chains off. But it's funny how the enemy has a way of knowing what sweet thing you love to step in. What shackles you love to wear. Confess sin. Ask for help. Bind yourself to the truth. Rich, would you come? Go hard after Jesus. Today I wanted to end this message, I kid you not, talking about the woman with the issue of blood who had an issue Year after year after year after year. And doctors told her she's always going to be the same. She's always had the same problem. You're most likely always going to have the same problem. I'm sorry, it is what it is. But this woman decided, no, I'm going to go hard after the Lord. She got a vision of Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. The enemy is not the finisher of your faith. Christ is. And she went hard after the Lord. And then someone came to me this morning and said, Pastor Tim, will you pray for me? I have an issue right now. I, I got a UTI, and I'm struggling, and I actually it's gotten worse, and, and I, I was going to cancel today, but I realized that God's called me to minister, and I need to be here today, and I'm asking that God would heal me so that I can do what God's called me to do. And I love that some people caught a vision of Jesus to recognize that like what is I'm feeling in my body is not going to define my circumstances, but I'm going to press through this because God's calling me to do things for his glory. What if Jesus looked at the pain set before him and said, it'd be good, but everything good in your life is going to cost you something. Fight. Rise up. Ask for help. Repent. Go to Scripture. Find truth. Fight back. One thing I learned, that God is the lover of my soul. And because God loves me, the enemy hates me. And he has tried to do everything he can to keep me down. 
He's trying to do everything he can to ask you to wear chains that Jesus took off you a long time ago. No more. No more. No more. Because I prophesy over you. It's for freedom that he set you free. Jesus said that he holds the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He is the one that didn't just die for me, but broke the curse of death, hell, and the grave. He is the liberator of my soul, the lifter of my head, and the breaker of my chains. Whatever you got going on on the inside that no one else can see, the only thing that the Lord wants in you is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, long-suffering, and self-control. Now where 2 Corinthians chapter 3 says this, where the where the Lord is now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is say it with me church say that with me church and where the spirit of the Lord is there is and where the spirit of the Lord is there is and where the spirit of the Lord is there is would you begin to prophesy right now? Everyone in this room is praying right now. We're asking, Lord, it's only by your anointing. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. It's the anointing. It's your glory. It's your resurrection spirit. It's your power that washes and cleanses and still sets free. And he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Church, if you're going through something that you weren't meant to go through, I just promise prophesy over you there is freedom because the spirit of the Lord is here today and if you need the Lord to move in your life I'm going to ask you to come right now 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 if you're a prayer partner come right now man I don't want to be the same dude that I came in as I want to be the light of the world I want to be unstuck I don't want these little, these little sins, these little sins, these little sins, these little sins. I don't want shame tomorrow. I don't want guilt no more. I don't want to hold on to unforgiveness. Lord Jesus, I confess. I have confessed the wrong thing. I confess that you are the Lord. I confess that you are the way, the truth, and the life. I confess that you are my Savior and that I am a sinner. I confess, God, that I need you and that I ask you to wash me in the blood of Jesus and to cleanse me of all my unrighteousness. I ask, God, that you would liberate me again and 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 again. Freedom! And some of you are watching thinking, that's silly. You don't know what some of these folks are going through, man. Like sleepless nights, like difficulty, anxiety, fear, insecurity, rough fear has gripped their life. Like the fear of man. No, no, no. It ain't meant for you no more. And I break it off. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind.
Jesus. See, I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to pray. We're going to continue to just worship and be here in the altar. But I want to just go ahead and close the service for those um, that have been ministered to through worship in the word. Father, I thank you for your people. And I prophesy over them that him who the Son sets free is free indeed. And I thank you for liberty over their lives. And I thank you that they are the light of the world. And that we live in a world that is dark. But I thank you for the calling on their lives. I thank you, God, that they know the deliverer. And today they're bringing your spirit to bring deliverance. Lord, anoint your people today. I bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to keep singing and worshiping here in the altar. Everyone else, enjoy your Sunday. Thank you for joining us at The Way today. Our prayer is that through a relationship with Jesus, you would know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit us online at thewaylakeland.com or by visiting our Facebook page at The Way Lakeland or Instagram page at The Way Church Lakeland.